You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Paul Pierce is the mother truth. Knocks it down! Celtics win! 50 points for Jason Tatum! Brad, any final words of advice for the new coach? Win! It is possible! It is possible! Welcome to Celtic Strong, a podcast that journeys backwards through Boston Celtics history and lore. Join two proud fans who are definitely not experts as we look back era by era. We're back to talk about the Isaiah Thomas years. An exciting two plus seasons with the best 5'9 point guard ever to wear the green and white. I think that's safe to say because I know Tiny Archibald was a little bit taller than that. So, Steve. Are you ready to talk about the Isaiah yes, years? Yes, I am so excited. I've been really looking forward to this episode because who was more exciting than IT during his short but super impactful run with the Boston Celtics? He electrified the entire Boston strong community. He he showed up for huge moments and clutch performances, and he was just so much fun to watch and really just brought a lot of joy to a lot of people and a lot of fans. Really did. An infectious, infectious player and personality that, as you said, really captured the whole city and the Boston Celtics fan base, captured their hearts and their minds for a couple seasons. And let's get right into it because it started out at the trade deadline 2014, 2015. Yeah, let's go, let's go all the way back. And you had mentioned in the opening it was a fairly under the radar, inconsequential type of trade. I was curious if what your impressions were at, you know, of the time, at the time of the trade. It was definitely a very under-the-radar, almost throwaway trade. 
as far as when people are sitting at the trade deadline, chomping at the bit for some final <laughs> huge deal. Impact. Impact the, players, right? Impact Impact players. The Celtics slid completely under the radar with this one because Isaiah Thomas was stuck on the Phoenix Suns at the time in a three-point guard experiment that did not work. Phoenix wanted to take small ball to the extreme, and they tried to put all together on the court at one time Isaiah Thomas, Goran Dragic, and Eric Bledsoe. Uh, young, young Eric Bledsoe and Isaiah Thomas. And not that surprisingly, it did not work, especially given the size of Bledsoe and Isaiah Thomas. A bold <laughs> strategy indeed, but our, their loss was our gain, I guess. He came in and just exactly. lit it up right away, and all of a sudden, everyone just got so excited. He became the odd man out there, and what seemed like a salary dump, try to clear space, you know, on the roster for Phoenix became one of the better trades, and in retrospect, uh, more lopsided trades uh, that the Celtics benefited from. As you said, he immediately came in off the bench as a lightning plug scorer, finished out that season strong. And headed into the next season, the 2015-2016 season, slated as the team's starting point guard. Score first, undersized, over-toughed. Is that a word, Steve? I don't even know. (laughs) But he sure was the toughest. And we headed into the next season with hopes high, rising on the shoulders of the five foot nine Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. So remind me of that offseason. So who did we draft? What did that team look like on the what what was going to be Isaiah's first full year with the team? Yeah. Well, if the 2014-2015 season was the last, last glimpses of the previous big three oh, right. of the KG Pierce and Ray Allen era, the beginning of that season, they still had Rondo before they traded him to the Mavericks, where it famously went poorly for him. And they also had Brandon Bass. Uh, Of course, Avery Bradley still stuck with that team, but really they had the last little drips and vestiges of the previous team. And by the end of that season, they clearly were moving in a new direction. In the offseason, as we headed into the 24, 15 2016 season we saw that they were really honing and focusing the roster around a tough group of hard-nosed but undersized players in addition to isaiah and avery bradley as i said they got jay crowder marcus smart they had a lot of tough defensive undersized guys and so heading into isaiah's first full season they were ready to at least contend as a playoff team in the east they had paired those guys with some veterans evan turner who brad stevens 
really got a lot of credit for helping to revive Evan Turner's career, former lottery pick who had fallen out of favor. And his years on the Celtics really showed what he could do as a playmaker and how he was kind of a point forward, maybe miscast as more of like a scoring traditional forward. And so they had Sully Sullinger, remember Jared Sullinger? Yeah, Sully Sullinger. And uh, which, of course, Tommy Heinsohn uh, loved, loved Sullinger for his effort. And, uh, you know, everyone had to love his, his last name in Boston, Sullinger. And uh, Amir Johnson really continued to contribute. Uh, kind of underrated big man who gave the Celtics several really good years of production as a reliable four or five, either starting or backup um, as the seasons went on. So we headed into this year with a really solid team and a really solid defensive, tough-nosed, if not a little bit undersized roster. Unfortunately, as the Warriors were reigning, this was the you know coming uh, of the, the small ball era, the the beginning of the reign of the small ball era. So it was a good time for this team. Uh, but we headed into the year with Isaiah Thomas as the clear number one option and supported really by Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Evan Turner, as we said, Sullinger, Amir Johnson, uh, Marcus Smart. Kelly Olenek, right, but- was on this team. Olenek started to play more, um, but really their top guys were Isaiah, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder. You just think of those guys, those three guys, like all just chip on the shoulder, yeah. undersized for their position, but you'd never know it really. They make up for it in so many other ways. And a really fun team that wasn't a lot of egos especially led by Isaiah, who seemed to be kind of the anti-big ego star that always chip on his shoulder, always staying humble, um, just ever, ever working. uh, Yeah, this team had an edge, right? And they had Marcus Smart, too, coming off the bench and always seemed to have some kind of crazy spark plug play that would turn the momentum of the game or, you know, something they could really kind of galvanize the team. And, um, he would, uh, you know, he wasn't necessarily playing super consistent at that time, but he would just have these big plays, right. That would just be really impactful. Yeah. We saw the flashes of Marcus's intangibles that would more and more going forward, start to impact big games, big situations, big moments, and would lead to him very quickly uh, shooting up the depth chart um, and starting to, as we've said in previous episodes, become kind of the super sub yeah. uh, whenever there was a hole or an injury. But at this point, this team is clearly in the hands of Isaiah Thomas, and he is starting to really excel in a starting role first time He's truly had a team entrusted to him. And working with the veteran guys there and playing alongside those other bulldogs, defensive-minded, tough, tough players, this team does well. 
and has some good, good progress and momentum and really starts the fire that uh, the next season would ignite. And really, I think this season is where this little mini chapter uh, of the Isaiah Thomas years, this first full season with him is where he truly endears himself to Boston sports fans and the Celtics fan base and becomes a beloved sports figure who is larger than life uh, and larger maybe than his, his 5'9 frame would suggest. And they don't ultimately get very far. Uh, they lose in six to the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs. We see a great team that finishes really, really well, that scores highly on the defensive side of the ball, and that all of a sudden has reignited a true Celtics fan base's passion that had been dormant for a few years in the quick rebuild post the last Yeah, it was really the perfect player at the perfect time in the perfect situation, right? And also uh, with the perfect coach, you feel like this was sort of Brad Stevens stepping up and his system really sort of helped, you know, gelling with everybody and helping Isaiah Thomas to reach yeah. this, this type of height that he had never <laughs> had before. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great moment for Boston and for Isaiah. He had been in situations in Sacramento and then briefly in Phoenix where he had never really been entrusted the team. He had never really been given the keys to a team like he was in this first full season with the Celtics, this 2015-2016 season of excitement and progress. And this season... He established himself as not only a scorer and a real force in the league, but an all-star. And he proved that he deserved to have that leadership and those reins of the team, the offensive decision-making, scoring load. And really, we saw him just embrace the Boston fan base and their, you know, immediate taking to him for being such a tough, chip on his shoulder, hardworking, lovable player. He seemed to fit that fan base so well at the time, and his ascension really ignited the passion for him and for this Celtics team, which seemed to just grow all season in this first full year. Yeah, he had the keys and he put the pedal to the metal. He was he did not look back, um, and it, it, he just was so much fun to watch. And it was a nice balance, too, between these other these other guards, right, with um, Avery Bradley and Smart, and then having such a prolific scorer in Isaiah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you're getting some great ball handling from Jay Crowder and Evan Turner as well. And great passing, of course, uh, always – these few years just great team ball and passing and really exciting to see that to see a selfless team to see a superstar come out of nowhere and after 
the Celtics most recent big three and then Miami putting together their own big three. This was almost the anti-superstar, anti-super team kind of team. Yeah. It was the anti-big <laughs> three Celtics. I'm after. glad you brought up passing because when he when Isaiah really was took off and took fire, um, he had such command of the floor offensively. Um, he wound up really like being an amazing facilitator and and fooling the other, you know, had so had so many opportunities to just sell on the other team that he was going to drive or shoot and be able to just uh, dish these beautiful passes and set up his teammates. And that was, I found really impressive. Yeah. When he started to really command attention and really the primary attention defensively of other teams, and he was able to take advantage of that, he really started to hit his stride. And we see that starting to happen this season. And this is a great year for him and the team, as we've said. And all of it leads us to a really exciting offseason. Yeah. At the culmination of this season, a playoff loss to Atlanta was not even really that disappointing because there was so much promise coming in the offseason. This, Steve, was the off-season of Kevin Durant. So close. The KD sweepstakes. Among others, of course, a lot of great free agents moved, changed teams that season, but this was the KD sweepstakes. Yeah. What a funny, funny little moment. Yeah, just Boston sports history. I mean, getting the... um, An assist from Tom Brady to come and help recruit... Kevin Durant and talk about how cool it is to be a Boston sports star. And um, they really. Ch- so many. So oh, many yeah. They tried everything out, right? they could. And, and, uh, Was yeah. Big Poppy there. Yeah. Big Poppy, <laughs> Tom Brady. They're like, like the Celtics starting projected on, starting man. five if they didn't get him, you know. Um, yeah. And, it was tough. It was tough. I remember being very optimistic uh, and hearing, you know, you heard these by, you know, up to the minute updates and uh, that Brady was there yeah. or going. And I remember feeling great about that and also knowing that, uh, like, he has an opportunity to join. Yeah, that's, board. you know, it's an interesting point because so. it was a very traditional way to lure a sports star to a city and, but you did kind of have the feeling that this was a not, not a very traditional era that we were in, in regards to free agents and how they were picking teams in the NBA. And so there was a little bit of uh, old school versus new school sort of thing happening in regards to free agency and where star players wanted to be and how they wanted to control their careers at that point in time. Yeah, and the narrative around that, whether or not he wanted to be the man in Boston or to join an already championship team and still get to be, yeah. <laughs> you know, the man or one of the men on that team. And um, ultimately, you know, in choosing the Warriors, uh, he may have taken a more sure route to a championship immediately. 
Well, it's a big what if. Uh, it's a big what would have. And <laughs> yeah. it's a big what if. It's a big what if. And uh, we would have loved to see what happened if he had come to Boston. Oh, well. Uh, of course, we did get another big, big signing and big, big man in Al Horford. Uh, would have loved to see both of them come to the Celtics and what that would have looked like as the starting front court. Woo. Absolutely, but we yeah, but wow. it's good. It's a good thing uh, that we didn't strike out completely. We got a great big man and Al Horford to come on and help. Was already a really great defense and a you know help anchor further um, a really strong team. Um, also, before this, we can't forget to talk about how the Celtics had the third pick in the NBA draft that year. We're able to a great lottery yeah. pick. Thanks to Brooklyn. Absolutely. And the first of the gifts of the Brooklyn Nets was Jalen Brown. And um, that was really cool right. ad as well. So, you know, you were kind of like, ah, oh, we missed out on Durant. But then you also had this young wing coming in that, you know, had all this potential. And you're like, oh, wow, great. So there was a lot to look forward to going into this season, especially the way Isaiah was taking over the team. Yeah, so we had Horford and Jalen Brown, and it adds up. Yeah, stronger. Yeah, we come back and uh, yeah, pretty much right out of the gates. And unsurprisingly, as we've said, you know, really building on the success and adding a player the caliber of Horford and. They just, yeah, really take off. It's overall uh, a better team, and it's a better team for the league. Yeah, especially and the really matches up well with what's going on. Yeah, in the and especially the East, right? I mean, they really kind of solidified themselves as a, one of the top teams in that division out the gate. They really do, and. Uh, they are completely um, outside of, you know, Horford and Jalen Brown. They're uh, almost completely the same rotation and, and team. And that continuity uh, seems to continue while incorporating uh, Horford, who's such a, in that way, seemingly easy player to incorporate uh, at the time defensive, tough-minded, doesn't need the ball a lot, um, just a solid, solid um, starting big man, going to put up great, great numbers, especially in the hustle category. And what, is, what did you see hustle? from Isaiah as far as a leap from, from the previous season to this season? You know, adding Horford, adding Jalen Brown. Like, what, what, what did you did you notice things about his game that you thought improved or went to another level? Well, whether or not it's uh, based on uh, those at roster additions or just another year of experience for Isaiah Thomas, we do start to see his offensive game, both scoring and decision making passing, but especially scoring, take a leap forward from not only the previous year, but from his career 
where we saw, oh, he can score 20 a game pretty much anywhere you give him the time. But this season, now, he's starting to score close to 30 yeah. a game. His shootings, his shooting seemed just what like just lights out, just laser beams from the year before. His shooting, especially from distance, is really ratcheted up a notch. And on top of that, he seems to have completely mastered flying to the hoop from any angle with reckless <laughs> abandon and throwing it up where it will usually go in. Uh, and if not, he's going to get fouled anyway. He seems to have really put it together. He's worked on specific things clearly in his game, the three-point shot and that deep range that everyone's working on at the time and continues to. And really, I think this is when he puts it all together and makes it work because he's got a great system, a great coach, and a great team around him. It was a very, very talented, hardworking team first team. Still has that real gritty, hardworking, chip on the shoulder, defensive minded mentality. Not a lot of big egos here. Even Horford, the big money offseason acquisition, is more of a, you know, hard nosed lunch pail guy. And actually, initially is getting criticized for not putting up gaudier numbers. Uh, the, Boston, the Boston fan base being so rabid doesn't quite understand at first his value. This doesn't always show up in the stat sheet. Yeah. But this is really a team and a great, great environment for a player such as Isaiah to just catch fire. Oof. And catch he fire sure he does. did for sure man yeah wow. those those deep highlights i know those deep highlights. shots and and uh that way he was just running through people and i think he was already pretty tricky right being a left-hander and then adding these or accentuating these other components of his game just made him really difficult yeah. to deal with right you could see the frustration on a lot of the opposing players absolutely and that was also pretty Absolutely. fun to watch, just these guys getting so frustrated and he's just walking by them. <laughs> this whole team really uh, frustrated uh, other teams, both in that quality that they had, we've referenced, and now in this step forward with Horford, Jalen, and just everyone else getting older, they were so good. They could play with anyone, really. And they could get under your skin in a lot of ways. And as a Celtics fan, that was a blast to watch. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and there oh, were some wow. opportunities for Jalen, you know, right out the gate. And, and Marcus Mark, because Avery Bradley, he was banged up a little bit this year, right? Yeah, I believe this is the season he ended up missing about 25 uh, 30 games with injury. And that really did open the door for Marcus, uh, Jalen, start to get minutes already. And it kind of is a theme that we've seen in these, you know, last five yeah. years, Steve, which is um, a lot of teams that actually worked out 
in lieu of injuries, in lieu of uh, the circumstances that always happen, which are injuries and uncertainties and Next trades, man up. things outside of their control. Next man up. And this season, there was no question that this was a next man up team and that there was a next man to yeah. step up. This team played really well and they finished the season really, really strong and they headed into the playoffs with a lot of momentum. Yeah, yeah I remember being excited. Very excited. And it wasn't easy. They had some really good playoff series, um, but they did get through the first round against the Chicago Bulls in six. Second round, really tough, hard-fought series against the Washington Wizards, one of the mini rivalries of yeah, this Yeah, and there era. was no slowing down they, for Isaiah, right? When he got into the postseason, it was just that same consistent lights-out no. play. Lights out, just absolutely electric, highlight reel play every night. And in seven, they prevail against Washington, and they are off to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James and Kyrie Uh. Irving. (laughs) Uh. Well, we all know how that ended. The sad, unfortunate part is in game two, I believe, Isaiah re-aggravates injury in his hip and is eventually forced out of this series, really ends his series, and uh, a really sad, unfortunate end to this season and to really what ends up being the whole Isaiah Thomas chapter. Yeah, it ended on not a great note and not the not encompassing of what the Isaiah Thomas experience was overall. You know, just not a fitting ending uh for him and for the city. Um so shame there. Yeah, it's a little bit of a downer as he is uh hurt and forced out of the playoffs. Probably not the deciding factor, ultimately, as Celtics do look a bit overmatched, uh, even this really strong season. And fall yeah, to the Yeah, so Cavs. I know you're not an expert, and I'm not an expert, but you... F- I am not But for your personal opinion, you didn't, you didn't necessarily think that this Celtics team would have prevailed if Isaiah Thomas was healthy and they were, well, let's say that series went seven games... You think it was they were a little outmatched. I mean, you do think, you know, Kyrie, LeBron, yeah. and uh who was it, J.R. Smith on that team? Right. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Yeah, Steve. What we had started to see through the first few rounds of the playoffs that year was that undersize especially at the guards and Isaiah was starting to hurt us in the playoffs and down the stretch both offensively and defensively and it 
looked like this team's ceiling was probably pushing the Cavs to a competitive series in the Eastern Conference final, but did not quite look like it was a finals championship contending team with such an undersized roster, especially Isaiah and Avery Bradley at the guard yeah. positions. Yeah, but not for nothing, man. Isaiah Thomas was just, he was so great as a Celtic. He was just like so f- awesome and really uh, embodied everything that a sports star in Boston is. At least we hope them to be. This was a great season for uh, watching Celtics basketball. Um, of course, most games are well attended, um, but this season I remember just being such a raucous, rowdy, wild, fun season at the TD Garden, especially through the playoffs. Some amazing stuff in this season and these couple of years with Isaiah. So many mini yeah. rivalries. So many hilarious things that this team really brought out uh, in other teams and in these crunch time moments. Yeah, what did just this? What was the thing that the Wizards did that was weird? Yeah, at one point they wore all black, I believe, before a game, Uh, and I I believe it was meant to signify the Boston Celtics funeral. They were wearing wearing black because they were attending a funeral for the Celtics. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And as we see with theatrics, they almost always work out for the other team because pranks and theatrics never seem to pan out that well. And uh, Wizards did not attend the Celtics funeral (laughs) in the end. They ended up losing to the Celtics the playoffs there was something about isaiah and this team in general that really got under people's skin sparked rivalries but it added to his celtics lore and his celtic strong status because it further endeared him to the boston fans who just loved to see what he could do on the court his attitude energy and effort around Isaiah Thomas IT will live forever in our hearts and be a shining example of what Celtic strong is and you know we're grateful to grateful to have had him for this time because what a fun ride to watch him come alive to watch him become an MVP candidate final season with the Celtics and sadly this really would be his last great season it appears in the NBA so thank you to Isaiah and really glad to have witnessed this amazing confluence of players and a coach team on the rebound and rebuild and seemingly insignificant draft day, a seemingly insignificant trade deadline throwaway deal that becomes an amazing, amazing, exciting chapter in Celtics history. 
the Isaiah Thomas years. Really fun ride. Super fun ride. Super fun ride. Big thanks to Isaiah Thomas for playing his heart out, giving us everything he had and more, and inspiring us all to be better. Still beloved by Celtics fans to this day. I know he lives on in our hearts. And as a fellow undersized former baller, will always be one of my favorite NBAers. Nate Robinson, Muggsy Bogues <laughs> even, going way back, Steve. Just love to see a little guy who can fly around. He's not afraid of anyone. Isaiah Thomas was not afraid of anyone. He proved that this season. He finished third in the MVP voting. That's Steve. huge. He was a beast. Amazing. Amazing. And sadly enough, his chapter with the Celtics came to an end. This summer following the disappointing loss to the Cavs and his hip injury, as he was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Kyrie Irving in a mind-shattering <laughs> yeah. Incredibly ironic for him trade. Uh, Man, what a way to end this chapter. I know that trade didn't sit well with a lot of Celtics fans. And we just want to, we just want everyone to know that uh, everything that happens in Celtics history, we are here to shed a positive light on and to celebrate the good and the bad, the growing pains. We know that as hard as that was, the Celtics had to make that move. But we're here to celebrate Isaiah Thomas as an amazing Celtic strong figure. Yes. Always love Isaiah Thomas. Always grateful for everything he did for the Celtics organization in the time he had here. The other Isaiah Thomas deserves to be mentioned with the original <laughs> We learned that his dad had to name him that after losing a bet. <laughs> uh, so I guess his dad bet against the Pistons as, uh, growing up in Washington. Maybe his dad was a Super Sonics fan at the time. Who knows? And uh, after losing a bet, had to name him after uh, the Detroit Pistons guard, but changed the spelling just slightly. So the other Isaiah Thomas, or IT, or IT4, <laughs> as he was lovingly referred to, is a true Celtic strong figure who will live on in our hearts and minds. Thanks so much for listening to this installment of Celtic Strong. And thank you to the Celtic Strong website, CelticStrong.com, the number one fan forum for all things Celtics and Celtic Strong.